Welcome to the Morty Vicar podcast from B&A Church in Bristol with Wayne Massey and James Stevenson. Uh, this is a podcast where we like to talk about theology, culture and life and do it in a way that helps you to follow Jesus. We're sitting in the basement of, actually it's in the bunker, we call it the bunker of our Gloucester Road site. Um, we're surrounded by... Techn- music, te- tech, music, equipment. tech. Above us, there is a playgroup going on, but because no, it's Slimming World today. Oh, it's Slimming World. Okay, yeah. so that's why it's quieter than the playgroup. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And also, I like the way you introduced us this morning. More tea, Vicar. Yeah, that's right. We've had our coffees. We don't have a tea with us. Question mark. Um, and um, this week, um, What's actually, la- last week, no, last week we were upstairs, and if you could hear kids in the background, that's because there was a toddler group going on okay. next door. So this week we've chosen a bunker. Um, so, um, Wayne, we are thinking this week about hugging. Yes. For those listening, Wayne is already folding his arms as a, as a physical outworking of his nervousness of talking of this topic. I'm not touching him. Um, uh, earlier in the week, you put something on Facebook. I said in preparation for May the 17th, I was getting myself a big stick with which to beat everybody off who wanted to, uh, who wanted to touch me. After Monday, to which, but it's amazing how many people I've offended in terms of people. Like, oh, I was really looking forward to giving you a hug. And I'm like, oh. do you not um, remember me before the pandemic? It's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I am like, I, I am like a human hedgehog. Okay, so um, not really. I mean, like not, you know, no, no. Um, so tell, um, this isn't just a fun topic. It, 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 it's serious, but we're not going to get too intense. So, so restrictions are easing on Monday. The big thing in the news is that, you know, hugs are returning the idea that you can embrace family and friends. And I like the idea that now that basically means you get to decide who your friends are. So mine are basically um, nobody. No, but, but, so, but it's a big thing. But actually, the first thing in is that actually one of the things that we have lost in the pandemic through social distancing through everything from Zoom, through not working in the same environment, is we have lost the ability to express love to one another in, in terms of the love languages. So we Okay, love talk- languages. So love languages, I think it's a guy called Gary Chapman, it's a book, yeah. and that people express and like to receive love uh, in normally one or one of two ways. So there are words of affirmation, which is where you tell somebody they're amazing. There's acts of service, which is where you um, do something for somebody. There is giving gifts. um, There is quality time. And there is physical touch. Congratulations. I'm rarely able to list all five off the top of my head. That must mean that um, you've either either learnt this before you came in this morning or um, you're just so in touch with what it means to love people. I'm so in touch with what it means to love people. Now, what we will do is we'll have a way that we will generally express love. And quite often, actually, a lot of people work out it's, it'll be something to do with your upbringing. So it might yeah. be a way that you received a lot of love when you were young yeah. or actually a way that was a deficit of love. Yeah for you though you were young and the way that you like to receive love is also the way that you will give love so yeah. I I'm, I don't mind saying this I, I'm, I, I'm words um, sort of words I think I'm uh, I'm a bit of a, anyway words are quite important for me mm. um, Wendy my wife is is acts of service yes. so when we were first married Wendy would move around our flat tidying things and doing stuff yeah. and I would follow her around the flat telling her how amazing she was <laughs> She would. At least you followed her. I would just do it from across the house, not to Wendy, but to Nikki. Yeah. She would be going in her head. Well, if I'm so freaking amazing, why aren't you yeah. like doing anything, yeah, tidying yeah. anything, putting anything away? Yeah. And I'd be like going, "Why didn't you tell me how amazing I am?" <laughs> and it's because I was giving her love in the way that I wanted to receive yeah. love, and she was giving me love in the way that she yeah. wanted to receive love. And but but then but it doesn't quite work. So what you need to do is you always need to you need to communicate with somebody in the way that 
um, they are wired to receive it. And as you do that, you learn to receive in the way that they receive, and we become more whole. Indeed, because actually we're not fixed in any of this, and we can kind of change and stuff. And so, so we joke about me. Yeah, yeah. God didn't make us in five different love languages. That's that's the key. This isn't another like Myers Briggs. Don't get me started on that. But where 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 you know there's there's a factory in heaven, and and God sort of makes people with various different combinations and sends them down to earth. That is Um, more TV for the future, though. Yeah, yeah. About personality profiling. But but interesting, like with so so actually when I joke about hugging. um, love languages for me touch isn't a primary love language but it's not that I don't hug people and it's not that actually there isn't you know um, so a friend of mine who would say actually she witnessed me with my kids when they were much younger mm. and said so actually you are quite a very physical family mm. but it's and actually one of our kids what we've noticed is that touch is very important for him so he reserves it for the people who matter Yeah. and so actually I think so if I'm so if you're listening please don't be offended by this but what I find difficult is where people invade my space yeah um, as opposed yeah. to because and, and we're going to come on to that in a moment because that might be about what they need as opposed to what I need. Yeah. So so what's happening in the pandemic is we've had a deficit of our love languages. Yeah. As restrictions ease, we're able to step back into seeing people, spending yeah. time with people. So if you're quality time, you haven't had anybody in your house since yeah. October. Yeah. And all of these things are opening up. But the big one we're majoring on is hugs. And what we wanted to talk about today yeah. was why hugs are important, even for those of us for whom... Uh, touch is not our primary love language. Why hugs yes. matter? So, um, so first of all, we said physicality matters. James, do you want to? Can you can you think of any reason why, as um, as people talk about culture, theology, and I emphasise theology there, and life, we think that physicality matters? Uh, well, because God made us as physical beings, so we are mind, body, and soul, and uh, we. All of those three things. Uh, so this isn't an illusion, as Eastern religions would want us to believe, um, where um, true spiritual awakening comes as we distance ourselves from the physical. He made us to be physical beings, and part of being physical is interaction with one another physically, and that actually begins at birth. So, you know, we're, we're not... Um, created separately we come from our parents and that comes from an act that is physical and intimate and we and we are born in our mother's womb you know and and so and so we 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 come out and then and even then you know in um it is normal in other cultures around the world for children not to to leave physical contact with their parents until they're able to walk um, so, so physical touch is is hardwired into the earliest part of our life, and that uh, yeah. that may not sound theological, but it but it is theological. Well, no, it is because it, we're, we're put in a garden. It's the physical garden as physical beings made in His image, where God comes and walks in the garden mm. with Adam and Eve. Yeah, um, Adam and Eve are made. You know, yes, Adam is made from the dust of the ground. Yeah, Eve is made from the side of Adam. Yeah, so actually, in their creation, physicality yeah. matters. Just as you were speaking, two things that strike me about um, about the nature of uh, humanity and and how we're born is is, is that one of the lies the world tells is that is that is that we're kind of like we're autonomous beings, and so actually as a Christian, with hopefully a bit of theological understanding, I understand that just because a baby in the womb is inside the mother doesn't yeah. mean that there isn't a distinction between them so actually even yeah. our physicality when we are joined together there's distinctiveness yeah. which is why one of the reasons we're totally 
opposed to abortion is yeah. because actually we we don't see a baby in a womb before the baby leaves the womb as being part of the mother. We see yeah. we see them as a distinct it's, human being in life, but dependent on another. Yeah. And interesting enough, we're one of the rare creatures. So there's a lot of my Instagram feed is full, <laughs> at the moment is full of shepherds um, uh, having sheep. Oh, nice. Not the shepherds aren't having sheep; they're lambs. They use yeah. sheep. But actually, you know, the, out pops a lamb. They stick the grass up the, the lamb's nose. The sheep, the ewe, immediately starts cleaning the lamb up, and then the lamb's on it, drinks and you know sucks, yeah. sucks, and then it's up on its feet. We can't do that um, yeah. be, again because of our brain. Because of um, we, we are born earlier in our development stage, and we need to be carried. Yeah. We need to be look, so physicality is wired into yeah. us. So why do hugs matter? Because actually we are physical beings, and and and, and we're so connected like that. Um, the thing to say is our world, very similar to the world of the New Testament time, is, um, you alluded to this, is, is actually kind of Gnostic in its understanding of the body. Yeah, that's a big word. Go on, Wayne. Oh, I was going to ask you No, to no, 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 you explain it. Go on. So, so the Gnostics, they basically thought that the body was a vessel for yeah. the soul, the sarks, and, the, and the, the goal, linked to what you're talking about, Eastern religions, the goal is to escape the physical world, for your sarks, your soul to escape the physical world and to ascend to a higher level. Yeah. And so the body therefore is a is, is just a tool or a vehicle um, that is housing the real you. Yes. Um, it, it's tipped itself into kind of what you might call poor Christian thinking, so the idea that we'll go and sit on a cloud with yeah. a harp in the future. Yeah. But what it means is it means that then your body becomes as opposed to inherently core to who you are are something that you have received it's something to you know like you get to choose your gender um you yeah. uh, as opposed to it having been something you received yeah. or you get to um you know like um in terms of what we see the celebrity culture around plastic surgery or yeah. are the current fad around you know health and exercise it's something to be molded something to be um you know that it goes beyond looking after your body to actually kind of making it whatever you want it to be and our world is quite gnostic like that the body isn't really us it's some, it's a tool to in order for us to live and to present to others now if you look up gnosticism on wikipedia um yeah. it's it's gn by the way like gnu um from the song um so um you uh, you won't find that explanation of it um, because Wikipedia doesn't do that kind of subtle theology. But um, maybe that's one for us to return to at another point. Okay, so... So, um, so we live in a physical... We are physical beings. We live in a physical world, but a world that, is that kind of denies the importance of that physicality. Yeah. Until we're all offered hugs, and then we're all like, oh, let's have this. But there's one key, there's one massive thing that happens in the Christian faith that, that shows us how important physicality is. James, what is that? It's the youth group answer. Woohoo! <laughs> Jesus! Yes. Yes, because he didn't come as, um, uh, like, a, an alien. <laughs> he, he wasn't... Um, somebody, when I was at Vicar Factory, said that Jesus didn't come as uh, uh, an alien. The aliens come in men in black. Um, where they're in human bodies, yeah. but they're actually aliens yeah. on the inside. Jesus came fully man, fully God. Fully man, fully God. So he experienced what it was to be born, what it was to cry as a baby, what it was to be hurt as a child. Um, he would have experienced the need for healing himself. In fact, he did that as he was dying. Mm. So, so, so our physicality is so important that God puts skin in the game. Mm. The key uh, theologian of the early church for this is a chap called Athanasius. Indeed. Who um, 
you said of the incarnation, what is not assumed mm. is not healed. So the question was, is, was Jesus fully God and fully man? And he had to be fully God in order to save us because to, 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 to die in our place, you know, um, and, and to forgive us, but fully man in order to, in order to take the punishment for sin. And Athanasius yeah. says, this guy, this, this, Jesus is fully man. What is not assumed is not healed. So if he's not fully man, that bit of us isn't, isn't healed, isn't restored, isn't saved. Right, now, yes. we're going to get to the really interesting bit. So what, what does Athanasius have to do with hugging? Um, and I, th- I think, for, so here we go. Go for it. I, I think that what we see in Jesus is a fully redeemed, fully healed experience of humanity. So that when he receives um, physical interaction, which we see in the Gospels, we see at one point um, a, an account of a dinner party where there is a woman who is um, kissing his feet and uh, uh, anoint, you know, and is wiping the tears falling on his feet with her hair. And that's not the only act of intimacy that he receives from um from a, a woman in the Gospels. And yet we believe that he was without sin. So here is a man who can receive what is a very intimate act in a public setting and not look upon that situation sinfully. So he would not have looked upon her and received that in any way sexually. Um, which I, I personally, I think that is an extraordinary thing and, and demonstrates his full redemption. Because there are, there are lots of men, myself included, who, who would have struggled to receive that in a way that is receiving it um, as, as he did. So, so Jesus is our, our uh, exemplar. He is an extraordinary, extraordinary human being well, in that respect. We are brilliant at, um, you know, so... so thinking about something like uh, another theologian called Karl Barth, you know, if you want to, you know, Jesus is the fullest revelation. It's mm. the word of God. It's the fullest yeah. relation of, revelation of what God is like. Mm. So we are brilliant in the church going, you want to know what God looks like? Look at Jesus. Mm. And what we, do, what we do assent to, but probably don't let the kind of cogs click through fully, is if you want to know what a true humanity looks like, yeah. look at Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's what someone like Barth would be yeah. saying, is that in Jesus we see truly what god is like but also we see truly what we're supposed to be like now now moving on from that i think jesus gets to that point because he is um uh, mind body and soul and he he doesn't see those as three separate compartments but um three parts of an integrated whole experience of what it means for him to be the son of god and so he understood the scriptures his mind was renewed and he was obviously a man of prayer and intimacy with the father and so all of that fed into those types of interactions where actually he found himself not needing something from those women so because he was full full of love and he was not needing to take as he was receiving, mm. um, which is just a, um, a a beautiful illustration for for me. I, I've been profoundly struck by this in in recent weeks, um, and thinking about what it means to be 
to be fully human. And, and I think it speaks into our experiences as we return to, should we say, social, physical intimacy. Uh, what does it mean for us to, um, to be a people who are full of God's love in such a way that we don't need to take from physical intimacy with others? Um, we can be um, giving in that setting. It also, but it pushes beyond. So it means that if if somebody, if their love language isn't physical touch, but somebody else is, that you can you can give them a handshake or a hug or whatever is mm. appropriate, and not feel the need to kind of go, you know, you know, I don't like this. Or, um, but it also means if somebody's love language is words that you can speak words over people without the need to hear them mm. back or to re- and that's what mm. I think it's about being able to give without the yeah. need to receive knowing that if you receive it's truly a gift yeah. so quite often we we give in order to get back b- yeah. because of yeah, our, yeah, yeah. because of a deficit yeah. of love we'll be able to hug this is going to be amazing you know, so 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 many of us will use our love language in order to create the environment to get back what we need yes and actually we're saying if we start with god and receiving from him what we need. We are then able to give to others freely and receive freely. Now, as you're, All love languages. As you're talking, I can immediately think of one person um, at B&A uh, who, for whom physical touch is clearly uh, her primary love language. And yet she will speak quietly of times when she experiences the the touch of the Holy Spirit in her house. And this is somebody who is single, lives by herself. Um, and and so when you have interactions with her, and when, when I have interactions with her, if I know, for example, that she, she might um, just place her hand on my arm as she leaves... Uh, our, our home or somewhere else I know that she's not doing that to get something I know that she's doing that to to give it's it's a it's a moment of um, mutual communication and of giving and of receiving it's not being done because there is a deficit that she's trying to yeah. cover in that interaction with me good so and then it's conscious of time. Yes, um, sorry. So, no, no, it's okay. Uh, let's land this by just reminding ourselves. Uh, we'll, we'll land it with some kind of maybe things we should be doing next week. But, but actually, to God put skin in the game. Mm. What is not assumed is not healed, and then yeah. and then there's a resurrection, which is a physical resurrection. Yeah. Um. So actually, interesting yeah. enough, there's interactions with women in the garden, which I imagine, he, you know, he says, "Don't touch me." Yet, well, I've not yet sent to my father, yeah. but actually, there's a whole sense of the spirit coming that actually the intimacy of God. Um, yes. And then Jesus goes and says, "You know, give me a fish." So actually, there's a physical resurrection. Yeah. The book ends with a new heaven and a new earth and a yeah. new physical resurrection. And, yes. And, and us in new bodies. Yeah. Interestingly enough, talking about um. Where we were talking about uh, physical stuff, there's no marriage. Yes. We don't, again, because it's not needed. Because but the true marriage is Jesus and his people, Jesus yeah. and his church. So, interesting enough, we'll be physical beings in the new heaven and new earth, but we won't need to be married, but yet we'll be f- still fully physical. So, 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 this physicality really matters because it's how God has made us and how, he is, how he's made us to interact with one another and with him. And, and because now 
the way that we interact with one another physically in a way that is redeemed um, as we are being redeemed and as we're all growing into this because we're all broken and we all need Jesus to, to help us in this way as we do that we're pointing towards that new creation so as you go into next week what I think is number one start with yourself do you know where your deficit is mm. do you know how you try and fill the deficit mm. um, ask God to fill you with his love Mm. Um, and be aware of be aware of where you may step into interactions in the coming weeks wanting to receive first or wanting to take mm. um, not in a kind of way to make you feel bad but just mm. when you meet other people do you know how they are wired to receive love and are you able to give it yeah. to them so if it's not you know if it's an active service person and you're not an active service person can you are you willing to mm. sacrifice and to do an act of service or are you willing to hug mm. if you're not a physical touch are you willing to say mm. something if you're not a words person are you willing to put the uh, the other first and then are you willing to do it in such a way that goes if if i don't get back that's all right because i've got all i have in jesus and mm. if um and and then bear for, bearing in mind that as we all enter into this we're all going to we're all going to come at different speeds <laughs> um but actually we have the potential to create an environment that gives and receives love um in a way that points to the one who has given us himself fully um, for God is love. And if you've been listening to this and you're aware that um, the Spirit's come and just reminded you of where you've fallen short in the past, know his mercy and his grace um, that he can set you free and and has died to forgive you um, for what has... Um, happen in the past that you might be set free and live according to his purposes thanks for listening to this episode of more tea vicar we hope that you enjoy hugging others appropriately in the coming <laughs> weeks um uh wayne and i can stop holding hands now no 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 we've not been holding hands um <laughs> uh and yeah enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we uh, will produce another one next week